It's another edition of Six Pack Cinema. This week we got Jimmy back in the mix, and we got to go see The Disaster Artist, which is James Franco's masterpiece involving The Room. Check it out. Here we go. Dude, you should review movies. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've got a couple. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. How are you, Dave? I am doing fantastic. Good to hear. Jimmy, (laughs) welcome back after a week-long hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. It's uh well, this is coming out after Christmas, but it's I've just now my brain is just like, ooh, we're very close to Christmas, and I'm getting very excited. I'm getting very nervous because oh, yeah. I haven't bought many things yet. I have only bought gifts for my nephews and niece and decided no one else really needs gifts. And I'm just praying World War III doesn't start while I'm in the Middle East. There you go. It's a good prayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that, let's hop into our snap impressions of the disaster artist. Jimmy, what do you got for us? Good movie. Fun movie. A bit more touching than I was expecting. I knew they were going to kind of sympathize and humanize Tommy Wiseau and not make him a laughing stock as much. I have some big questions about him in general. I think everyone in the world does, but it's a good movie, like funny and good. I think it was, I think it conquered being good emotionally, like drama. The drama part was good and the funny part was very good. So all around good movie. All right. Sheehan, what do you got? Good movie. I agree. I was expecting a funny movie going into it. It's up for best comedy for the Golden Globes. Oh boy, was that a sad movie. I felt really depressed towards the end. I was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for this weird, just a weirdo. So it, it, there was there was a lot of feels going on. I, li- I liked it a lot. It was very well done. Uh, Franco, bravo, sir. You, you nailed this weird guy, like to a T. Good for them. So yeah. I give right. I give him I give him my kudos all around. How about you? Nice. I yeah I liked it. Uh, I've seen the room a few times. I enjoyed that horrible horrible movie, and I I knew they would have to make Tommy like a little bit more sympathetic than I believe he probably actually is in real life, just because he had final say on what could be in a movie or not. So I thought it was a solid balance between. Like, this easily could have been a movie where they were really insulting to him if they didn't need his approval on everything. And I felt like they found a good way to make a movie that showed his flaws while also humanizing him. Well, I don't mm-hmm. think they, like, I don't think they went out of their way to make him good because he was part of the movie. Maybe, yes. But, like, it wasn't like uh, we were inside his head. Like, that's the perspective yes. this movie came from, from inside his head. And they did a good job of that. I, um, mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's watching this movie and not saying that guy's fucking crazy. They're just also no, saying, no, no. and it's kind of sad. Yes. And I, I think it could have easily been, I also trust Franco. I think he would have made a more like human story anyways, but I also think they needed his approval. So they went out of their way to do it. A little bit. Yeah. But like I, it I could have easily been a movie where they were just picking on this very strange person. And I, it never felt like that. They were highlighting his like weird behaviors, but it was never like, look at this weirdo, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You, you said it was it was from um, Tommy's perspective? I think right? so. No, I, 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 I think it was, it was definitely Greg. From, from Greg. 
the the babyface guy. It was all because you're on his side more more of the time than not, right? Because he was still because he's he's cloaked in mystery, like who he is, how yeah. old he is, where he's from. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And it's also based on Greg's book, which I just bought today for my flight. So I'm excited oh, there's a to read book it. about it. Yeah, yeah he made... he wrote. Yeah, sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that scene where he's like, uh, "I'm a villain. I'm not a villain. You guys are laughing at me. You're the villains." That misunderstood mm. artist is definitely Greg. Didn't see him as a misunderstood artist. Greg just saw him as like a nice, weird, sad guy. The misunderstood artists, like they really shined that through, especially when he's on stage and they're telling him, you are a villain. And he's like, no, you guys are laughing at me. You're the villains. That's his perspective. Greg didn't see him as a misunderstood artist. Greg just saw him as a really weird, rich dude who was interesting and being nice to him. It was like in college you have your group of friends and then you have your one who gets like totally drunk and everyone's like, Hey, why are you guys friends with that guy? And you're like, well, he buys shots for everyone. When it's one-on-one, he's not that bad. I don't know. Just let it slide. It's like Greg just, he was like, this guy does a lot for me. He's weird. He had a soft spot for him, but I don't think Greg saw him as a misunderstood artist at all. No, he, he saw him as, he was a good guy. who was trying hard to do what he loved. That's all. Yeah. And Hey, he's they still work together now. 14 years later. Well, that's very. I want to yeah. talk about the aftermath, but we can get into that after because I after because I have some questions about. That. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, let's, then let's let's, talk. let's hop into our deep dive. Let's start with the things we don't like about the movie. Uh, I got I, I get I get one particular question that maybe you guys picked up on. Mm-hmm. Were they trying to say that Tommy was gay, and was in love with Babyface Mark? I didn't get that. I, I don't didn't, think so. I didn't get no. that. I think he was just a very lonely person and didn't know how, like, he's socially awkward. He just couldn't he was, pick up on social cues and was. He was very jealous every time he, when he talked to that girl, he was, he made the joke about moving in and like sleeping in his bed, which was kind of like weird. I don't know. I, I, not that it was like heavy on that tone, but I, I picked up little things here and there. And like when he moved out, he was heartbroken. May not be gay, but he, he, he loved him. I think he loved him. Like, he, yeah, he, you're right. Maybe it was his first friend, and okay, platonic. Sure, I, I can buy that. But he he cared about him deeply. We can agree on that one, right? Oh, for sure. He yeah. gave him the. Uh, he was the first person on Planet Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that that Planet Tommy pen was crazy. It was obviously Planet Hollywood that he took time to to manipulate. But that's like effort <laughs> through the roof. Yeah. Which I was like a thousand percent real too, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. But um, what about things you guys didn't like in the movie? Anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, Franco, br- little brother Franco, Greg's terrible beard. Yeah, that was glued like, on, why, right? Why, yeah, it was a fake, the fakest, most dumbest. Like maybe, what's James Franco's little brother's name? Dave. Dave, uh, Dave maybe Franco. Dave can't grow a beard. Obviously, probably I don't can't grow can. a beard, but. Uh, this was a very like high movie. A lot of stars in it. Money, like get a better fake beard. Yeah, I yeah. thought originally it was fake, like for for filming, because obviously that guy who played Peta from the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. who was in it, the the little boy version. Uh huh. His hair couldn't look more fake. Yep, but that that's exactly how it looks in the room. No, no, I understand that. So I I originally thought I was like, oh wow, Dave Franco's wearing a fake beard. But then it made a whole big issue about him shaving it. I was like, 
oh, so it's supposed to be real. Interesting. So it's it's a it's a bad it's a bad beard talking about a bad movie, but then the bad movie was a real beard. Yeah, it was. It, was, it, it threw my mind for like a loop there. It was just genuine. It was just I, genuinely bad. It took me out. Like it took me out of the movie. I was like, whoa, that's a bad beard. Also, what took me out is Red Bull. I looked it up. Red Bull was around in 1998. Was it popular? I, I don't know. I was. Well, they, was they not... filmed the movie in 2001, and I think it was suit like that's like right when the X Games were like going off, and Red Bull was the main sponsor and all that. I think this is when it was super popular. I, that I might was, have been, was... been true. Maybe I was too young to drink them. I remember energy drinks taking off like 2005, like mid 2000s when they really. I think popped. that's when like Monster. Yeah, like and Rockstar. No, my, my and, first memory was Amp, the little the little cans. Yeah, the little ones. But that took yeah. me out because yeah. I was like Red Bull. That was around. Yeah, I think I was. It was. I, I, was think... I was gonna say that you're you're right because that that was that's a good point. It was early, maybe right, but and then what took also, me out of it, um, go ahead. Allison Bree said, "Like, if this movie's terrible, are you gonna take it off your IMDb page?" And I was like, "What are you doing?" Yes. It was two thousand one. Yes, those three I, things I, I took leaned me over out to of my wife. I was yeah, yes, those three things. I leaned over. I was like, "What is it? Like, did, was did they have internet in two thousand three? Like, was that really accessible? That was like AOL time. Yeah, that was. I think it was though. Like, I'm gonna look it up. I, feel I like... just looked it up. October October seventeenth, nineteen ninety, is the birth of IMDb." But yep. which is, this is insane. No, it but might this not is... have been well known to people not in the movie industry, though. I feel like actors would know about IMDb pages and all that. Maybe I uh, don't know. I, it could be right, but they those his beard, IMDb, and Red Bull were the only things that took me out of the movie. And then every now and then, uh, when Tommy would smile, you could you <laughs> could see like that's James Franco's smile. Yeah, which you yep. can't you can't control that. It's actually no, you more insane that he was able to mask the rest of James Franco. We'll talk about that when we talk about what we liked. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't have much. I I didn't like about this movie. I I liked the whole thing. No, I mean, if if yeah. those are our dislikes, those are pretty small. Yeah, we're, like yeah, we're, we're just nitpicky. A bit. Yeah, absolutely. No, this this was a a great movie from top to bottom. Major had had all the feels in there. You're yeah. happy. You laughed. You felt like. I mean, I felt so bad for him. At, like, in his lowest of lows, I was heartbroken. Sitting in my chair like, Jesus, I want to give this poor weirdo a hug. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. All right, well. And everyone's let's... laughing. People, I got, are we going to talk about our um, theater experience? Yeah. We, yeah, we can in this one. Um, we will, because I got, yeah, I got will, things to say. we will near the end. But okay. let's go into what we did like then. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. just a small little detail that I fucking loved because apparently, like I listened to an interview with Greg and he was saying it was his favorite thing that got added into the well, got included in the movie because it was real. It's when he got picked up to move to LA and Tommy was like, "Don't touch Robot Crab. He's very Robot yeah. Spider. He's very shy." That was just a real life interaction between them. It had nothing to do with the story. It was just such a weird, quirky moment, and I I love that scene. <laughs> That was a laugh out loud moment for me. Oh yeah, for sure. Like imagine just being the, Greg, you just like give shy. up your life to move to Los Angeles, and the first thing is like, don't touch my robot crab. Just the fact that he's like a robot crab in general is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that, that's Tommy. Mm-hmm. Talking about, about little guys, details are... that we liked, uh, it's like a small thing. The no, no. first, yeah, I'll, well, because be like? there's Go big ahead. things. I'll give my little thing. There, the first shot of Tommy, um, 
It's like when you make a movie, that's like something directors think of. Like the first time you see a character has to be very much in line with how that character is supposed to be portrayed the rest of the way. Like they mm-hmm. can enter any other scene however they want. But the first time you see them is supposed to echo whatever. And the first time we see Tommy's like the back of his head and his weird voice. And then that follows him down the steps to the stage of that acting class. And then it's, he sits on the chair, but the camera spins around and you never see his face. It's just mysterious as hell. If you didn't know, see the trailer, you just came into this movie blind. You'd be like, who is this guy? Like, what's he look like? Blah, blah. And then he just starts screaming. So it was a really good entrance for the character like wrapped up in mystery and good filmmaking right there. Absolutely. <clears throat> they, they did a good job of, I, I liked how they kept asking him where you're from, how old you are. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't really know. I mean, nobody like but, really knows even now, but, but I do like how they threw in there. How he, cause his mo uh, Greg's moment of, of being an actor was seeing home alone, which is by far the stupidest answer to saying what made you want to be an actor home alone. Yeah. I didn't get that either. Right? I was like, why is why home alone? I mean, I guess it's true because he's not a because yeah. he's not a good actor, I, 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 and he's a, he's a dumbass. Some of those things I kind of wish they had changed to be better answers because this is just a movie. No, but I mean, but he's I a, like he's that a they were faithful. Actor. Like, yeah, I, I like that they were faithful to. It's a weird ass answer for somebody to be like, I'm gonna be a great actor because I'm home alone. But I'm sure there no. were kids out there that that's actual true. Like the truth. No, he he liked he liked Home Alone because it was a huge hugely popular movie, and he wanted to be famous. He didn't want to be an actor. He wanted to be famous. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the definition is from there. Um, but what I liked about that, where was it going with? It? Um, oh, when it, when when Tommy said what what he what his moment was, he said he had an accident. Yeah. And then, so in my head, I started the wheels started turning. Like, well, how? Okay, we don't know where he's from. We don't know how old he is. We don't know how he got his money. But I go right to the fact that he was probably like a Eastern European guy living in New York City. And he got rolled hard by a U.S. Postal Service truck and got a lot of cash from the government. And he's got amnesia and he's got a brain damage. That's, yeah. That's well, what... I, I will, I, I'll tell you guys now, the things that have been like pretty much actually confirmed in real life from where he got his money. Mm-hmm. He sold yo-yos in Santa Monica in the 70s. A lot of his money came from really? that. He sold pants at one point in the 80s. And he owned a few buildings in L.A. Nobody knows how he was able to buy the buildings, but he just interesting. Uh, there's a lot of theories out there with him, like connected to the mafia, or and stuff like that. That nobody has any idea if it's actually true. He got ten million dollars plus by selling yo-yos and pants. That those are the only two things that have been confirmed as sources of income for him. Okay, I think I think he made, I, I think he those made are like, his money. He did it. Doing he definitely made else. his money before. He made his money before he got his head banged in. Maybe the mafia was part of it. He got he got sideswiped and got shot halfway upside the head, and piece of his brain left his body. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me. Nobody knows his but exact he's, age. He's, he's a different fucker. person yeah. from when he made that money. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Or he mm-hmm. came from money. And Tommy Wiseau is not his actual name. He just chose it. Of course it. not. Of course not. What's his? Do you know his real name? I, 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 I don't think know. it's come out. I don't remember. I'm I'm hoping the book explains it and I can give you guys at least a rundown on it. But I know um I hadn't heard Greg that, had, but that's cool. Just yeah, I was listening to interviews with them and Greg had said that he had chose that because he found out that like Tommy had told him at one point he lived in France for a while and he wanted a French name. 
<laughs> yeah, that fits. Okay, that fits. So take that for what it is. All right. And then, all right, uh, I'm going to give another thing I really loved about this movie that you touched on a little bit, Jimmy, so I'll let you run with it. But I was ranting about or raving about it a couple of episodes ago is how well Franco just became Tommy Wiseau. Besides for like the few cracks when he smiled, like you said, it, it felt like I was watching Tommy. Yeah, and the smiling isn't even like his fault. It's just you can see his smile. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's James Franco. And then you're like, oh, wow. I've been watching James Franco. I got like a completely lost. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, it, yeah, weird ass voice, uh, just presence, like the way you body movements, walking, and like one eye squinted the whole time. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. Great job by Franco. And just yes. to 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 spin off that, like the Franco brothers making this movie, playing both stars, that's just fun in itself. Yeah. Good for the Franco brothers. And, <laughs> and it was like all their friends too. Like Seth Rogen. Um, Allison Brie is married to Dave Franco. Paul Shear. <gasps> really? Yeah. Are you being honest? I didn't know that. Me? I didn't know that. Allison Brie is married to Dave Franco? Yeah. They've been married for years. Fuck Dave Franco. That just shocked me. Yeah, I know. I'm super jealous of him. He a little heartbroken because like, I was, I was because of James Franco. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say how like my 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 interest went up so far when I saw that Allison Brie came on screen because I I'm in love with her. Yeah, love yeah. Allison Brie. But she's, anyway, she's the, the point was they pretty Damn much it. just took all their friends and were like, let's make this amazing movie. And I am convinced now that James Franco, any role he wants to portray, he could if he like cared enough about it and like to give it his all. Because I think sometimes he's just like, I'm just gonna have fun with friends. But he cared for this role, and like like we've been saying, he became Tommy. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. There's some there's some James Franco movies where like I don't buy him. That show eleven twenty three sixty three where he's plays he goes back in time to save. how is that? I like the book. Really good show. Really well made. Um, but like, there's times where you're like Franco. I don't even know if he's acting. Kind of just repeating lines right now. I go, I go yeah. back and forth. Like, I think he's an incredible, talented actor, but sometimes it's like, I don't know if he's trying right now, like you just said. But this was inc- this was yeah, really, I, really good. There's a lot of things I don't like him in. Like, um, was it the, the 22? Was, I, I'm Deuce, Deuces? Oh, the oh, Deuce? The Deuce. The Deuce, the Deuce, yeah. that the, Him and the Deuce bothered me a lot because he sucked horribly in that one. Decent show overall, but I didn't like him in there. I don't. I don't like him in a lot of things. Um, when I saw this trailer, I, I admittedly know it was, I should. I should have known the room, or at least the story behind it. No idea. I thought, all right, well, here's just another stupid ass Seth Rogen and James Franco movie about acting. No. Boy, was I wrong. But <laughs> yeah, James Franco is notorious for doing a lot of shit movies and shit performances, and. Maybe sometimes he just stops getting high long enough, just long enough to be a good actor. Well, he I appreciate smoke weed. Spoiler alert. I, I appreciate his directing because he does Bukowski movies and um, Steinbeck movies and uh, all that stuff, which I, I like those books. But no, they're not great movies, but no one else is making them. We go back to the disaster artist, though. Good movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else we got? Jace Franco, he deserves an award for this, for sure. Yeah. Now you now Me you too. understand why I was like raving like a lunatic when I was like, he needs to at least be nominated and should probably win. Oh, for yeah. sure. I think yeah. they'll give it to Daniel Day-Lewis, though, because I'm pretty sure his last film comes out in time. And this is like his fourth last. I fucking hate Daniel Day-Lewis. Don't care. I think they're going to give it to him. I don't give a shit about him. He's not He's not retired. He's just method acting for another role. <laughs> Probably. Um, I I wish we had gotten more of like Paul Shear and Seth Rogen. I like their characters in this. Paul Shear surprised me with how well he did here. I only I've only known him as such a dopey like little, the like league? the heel of all the jokes. Yeah, well beyond that, he's always like the the butt of jokes. He's always just like a weak little guy. He took charge. He was he was a when he when he went after Tommy for for body shaming this girl for his zit at, during the sex scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, good for you, Paul. Yeah, he, he had a lot of balls there, and then he was like, "Well, am I still fired?" He was, yeah. he was great. Rip- Strong mm-hmm. performance from him. The whole podcast crew was there: Paul Shear and uh, Jason, whatever Manzukis. Manzukis. They have that podcast. Mm-hmm. How did this get made? Where they make fun of shitty movies. So I wonder if they ever did an episode where they made fun of the room. How did this get made? They did, they right? Had to have. They do. They had and to. they just released. They did a special episode where they also interviewed. They interviewed Tommy and Greg. They interviewed Dave Franco and James Franco and Seth Rogen, um, all of them. But before that, they played their review from like when they were like ripping on the room, which also had Greg on that. Like they had Greg there when they ripped on the <laughs> room, and then they interviewed all the people. It, it's one of the recent episodes, like two episodes ago. It's worth checking out. I'm going yeah. to. The whole crew is pretty funny. I mean, that's where all the comedy came from for a lot. Like Seth Rogen sure. played. Yeah. His kind of straight man doesn't say a lot of words, but everything was pretty funny. And the look on his face when he went to the bank to cash his check and it actually cleared. <laughs> yeah. He's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was just incredible. This, this account's a bottomless pit. pit. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, the the, the guys, the um, Hannibal Burris and the other, the white guy, I forget, I always forget his name. But the uh, when he goes to buy all the equipment from the rental agency, and they're like, "Yeah, sure." That was Jason Manzoukas. And you have to use our studio. Jason, yeah, sorry, Jason Manzoukas. Um, when such a dickhead move, like, yeah, you can buy all the equipment here, and you can you 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 can pay us to use our studio. I'm gonna give you a deal here. Like that was such a shitty move on their part. Like, they're businessmen, I get that, but like, but, hey, they good even for tried them to. For, Good for them, sure, but like such a shitty move. You you have to realize when a guy is mentally incapable of making a good decision. I mean, I right? Or they no? they tried to say, "Hey, you're supposed to rent it. Nobody buys this," and he said, "No one buying it." I'd be like, "Well, I told you, I'll take your money." True. Yeah, but I mean, they, they didn't have to throw in the caveat like, "And we'll give you our probably super expensive studio while we're at it." But I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> I mean, ugh. so that that hurt my feelings a little bit. I was like, "You sons of bitches, you're taking advantage of this poor man." <laughs> hey, I, I, it's where's the line? Like, was he, was he like taken advantage of and just autistic and really had problems, or is he just dumb? I think he's just dumb, rich and guy. a very weird human. Yes, I, I don't think yeah. he's like autistic at all. He might be like, no, he's definitely. He, he might got be hit on the pretty spectrum. hard in the head somewhere along the line. 
who yeah, might be on the spectrum. His head got he's, bashed. He's, it's not like the point where like I'd feel I feel bad for him for doing like pe- he people tried to help him numerous times and he would lash out yeah. because he doesn't have the social skills. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing. I just felt like uh, felt weird about it. That's just me. That's fair. I would 100% have done the same thing, hand up, because, you know, money's money. But would have felt a little bad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, anything so. else you guys want to touch on for what we loved? No, what's the no, next, I think what's the next I think section? I got... All right, so we're going to skip writer's room because you can't really, like, rewrite a true story yeah. too much and go to <laughs> audience reactions. Sheehan, I know you were anxious about this. What do you got? All right. Um, obviously Star Wars weekend, not a lot of people watching anything other than Star Wars. Um, I walked into the theater. It was was almost empty aside from one man sitting front and center with his hand down his pants, probably weighing in about three bills. Nice. Yep. He was having himself a good little time. He wasn't doing anything weird. He just was like, you know, Al Bundy on the couch is like, I'm here to be comfortable. Um, and then there was a couple, a couple of younger fellows down, down front. And then a couple people peppered in afterwards, but these are the three guys that really keyed in on because holy shit, did they love this movie? And I know for a fact, they've seen the room give or take a billion times because they were waiting on all the lines. They were waiting on all the, the funny parts. They were, they were absolutely pissing themselves, pissing themselves laughing during the, um, the theater scene at the end. So much so that I was like, I want to throw all my popcorn at these guys because they're like borderline ruining the moment for me. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who love something so much and expect something so great and you force it out of you to laugh and be like, ha ha ha, I knew this joke. I knew this was coming. This is very funny. And I knew it first before people hear like, fuck you and go home. I had a roommate in college who we would put up stand-up specials and he had already seen them and he would say every joke before it came on but he didn't like he wasn't doing it to annoy us he was like yo yo you gotta listen to this joke you gotta listen to this joke and say the joke and we're like yo stop dude go yeah Yeah. how long was he your roommate two years three years he's like a good friend would have been two years too long (laughs) two years too long um can't trust those people. I had never seen The Room before, and I still haven't, and I won't ever. I've seen bits and pieces and enough of it. Because I I do not enjoy watching bad movies. I feel like in high school and middle school, it's definitely a thing. You always had the friends. You've made that like, clear, by the way. What? Oh, the, You've I, made that clear. But like, you don't like bad movies. No, but you know there's people that are like, you have to watch this. It's so bad. It's funny. Like, No, I, I just rather yeah. watch a good yeah. movie. I don't want to go watch because you yes. you've been in film school, so you, you had to watch this shit before. Yeah, right? but film school was recently. It was like two years ago. Like growing up, my oh, okay. friends were like, "You have to watch this shitty horror movie. It's so bad you can tell that like the stunts above." I'm like, I don't want to watch a poorly made movie. So I've never seen this. I did, yeah, but it's, it's not your cup of tea. But I will say, this is like I know this for is pro- bad movies. This is the greatest bad movie that will ever be made. Yeah, this is probably the exception to that rule. But I, I had people in my theater too. Who were like when they were filming scenes? They're like, "Oh, this is this one. This is this one." Like, whoa, whoa. Yep. Go away. I, dude. Um, you're here. You're here to be quiet. Like, just be quiet. Enjoy it for what it is. It's not about you. It's not about what you've seen. A lot of people have seen this movie before. That's why the movie got made. Just the fuck up. Yeah. 
I, I, I got lucky. People laughed at like appropriate times, but nobody was like doing what you guys had, the problems you guys had. But I'll even say though, at the end when the credits roll and they show the recreated scene that they were making from making the movie and the actual scene side by side, I was even like, oh shit, I forgot how bad the room really is. Like this wasn't an, mm. an exaggeration at all. That was pretty cool that they did that. They did that. Yes. Well, yeah, that, that was fun nice. fact, I like they the ended old... up doing that because there was test screenings and people were leaving the theater being like, that's not a real movie. Like they refused yeah. to believe it was real. Yeah. I heard that. I, I also liked the beginning when they had all the actors and actresses talking about the room. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such like a wide range. They had like JJ Abrams, they had comedians, they had dramatic actors. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So I have a, right. but who is I the, have a couple questions. Who, who, okay. Go ahead. New like, segment Q and A. Go. Yeah. So these are more like philosophical, <laughs> philosophical questions. Okay. Ready? Who was more lonely, Greg or Tommy? I Tommy. can't figure it out. It's I easy to say Tommy, but think about what Greg did. No. No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Greg because Tommy doesn't need anybody. Yeah. He's a he's Greg moved. He's loving life in his own LA world. To LA with this dude, he hung. I he think was Greg cl- just saw a shot to like actually accomplish his dreams. And think about it. After he was no. there, there was scenes with him hanging out with other people outside of Tommy, and like he was able to build a friend group. And Tommy's one. No, that friend. was Amber's friends. Huh? Those were Amber's friends. I mean, I I also know like the real story. Like he was able to build a friend. Yeah, group yeah that's fine. But at, but at the moment he was okay. playing football on the street with a bunch of little kids. He saw yeah, this dude. He saw <laughs> this dude scream on stage, and went and tracked Tommy down to hang out with Tommy. Yes. And then, even through all the weirdness, still was like, "Well, I I have like he, he's someone to hang out with." I think in in this before before uh, Greg got real friends. Obviously, we we'll say that. Yeah. But I think all right, the, you can make I the point that Greg's that life argument. was a little more sad than Tommy's. I'll, I'll agree mm-hmm. with that. I think in the beginning you could give it to Greg, but throughout the entire story, the person who was, for the majority of the time, the more, like, lonely person was lo- Tommy. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just well, think Greg is getting overlooked. He was at what he did. Like that's fucking weird. It's shit. a lot closer argument than than it appears. Yeah, yeah for sure. no, for sure. I, I, like I said, I immediately was like Tommy, and you, you convinced me at least in the beginning it could easily be Greg. Okay, it's a conversation for sure. Second question was. Tommy was so successful. Yes, yes, not in the way he wanted. Yeah, I guess so. But he wanted to be a star and like make a movie that everybody loved. So, so and that, I think hey, once again, hey Jimmy, I know, do you, do you know his name? Tommy, yeah, Tommy was so. Yeah, we know his name. That's real and name. I, but I, I know once that. again, he's a star. This, this isn't fair because I know a little bit like of outside knowledge, but. He like, he is a star now to millions of people. Like his, it, this is the only movie that's been in theaters for fourteen years straight, and he goes to these live screenings every month. And there's, I mean, they showed clips of it. Like people love him. He throws the football around with them. He got what he wanted in like a roundabout way. He wanted to be loved and have fans, and he has that now. He just isn't the dramatic actor he wanted to be. And also in the how did I get made interview with um. Dave Franco or James Franco and them, they talked about it that Tommy just admitted this year that like, okay, the movie didn't come out how I wanted, but it's 
creating an emotion in people and they're enjoying it and having fun and I can live with that. Yeah. I mean, I think I would say like he's successful now. He's had to spend six million dollars. So maybe <clears throat> maybe anyone with money is fucking uh Kroll, Nick Kroll, he's successful because his dad's a billionaire and paid his way through Hollywood. Otherwise he would have be on some shitty stand up club. I don't like Nick Kroll. But mm-hmm. same thing. I don't like him either. I don't like him. Oh. I only like Nick Kroll show was the like worst thing ever. League, and that's it. Yeah, Nick Kroll show was the worst piece of trash I've ever seen in my yep. life. I heard he was good on Broadway, actually, but who knows? Well, good for him. You should stay there. Yeah, those were my two philosophical questions. I think okay. Greg was sneaky, just as sad as Tommy, and I think Tommy was successful, even though people who the vast majority would would instantly think he's not. He, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also liked in the beginning of the movie when they had all those people and they were interviewing them, I think it was Paul Shear who was saying, you could, like, put together this, like, a crew with the goal of making a bad movie and it would never come close to how this turned out just because without mm-hmm. Tommy's weirdness and his view of the world, there's 0% chance you make a movie that comes out like this. I'd love to know you, you have- the editor's story. Like, when he took the wasn't Tommy part of that? I don't know. I don't yeah. know anymore. When he Tommy. took when he took the <laughs> cinematic, the the film and the digital to like an editing studio, and they were like, "You want me to make this into a movie?" Like I really oh, yeah, no. There's the, the the entire movie's off focus because the two cameras were on either side, and there's numerous times where they'll like switch from like. It was in digital, and then it goes to like film, and it like one's blurry and one's not because they're at the same distance and they shouldn't be, and the lighting's wrong, and like it's just it's banana land. Why did he want to do that? Because he that didn't. He doesn't understand be... how, how movies were made. Okay, good. I mean, good enough answer. <laughs> that was for me. it. Like yep. he just didn't understand. So he's yeah. like, we're doing both. Yeah, like it's just like cool. you want one or the other. No, we're gonna do both, thinking it's the best. Like you're doing everything. Yeah, both yeah. be better. Instead of a mess. All right. Any other questions from wow. you guys? Nope. Um. Oh, I. Little detail here. All right. Sheen's detail corner. Cranston. Boy, did he look just like Malcolm Middle Cranston. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Brian Cranston. He, he looked just like Malcolm. He, he went into a time machine and became Brian Cranston from 10 years ago. Yes. He is. Where did his wrinkles go? A lot of makeup. He has aged amazingly. <laughs> Plus the makeup, yeah. obviously, obviously makeup helped, but makeup can only do. But so I mean, much. it was when I when I saw him on screen, I was like, "Holy shit, it's Malcolm's dad!" It's not. I I didn't think Eisenberg. I didn't think the bad Godzilla. I thought like, "Oh, Malcolm's dad's back." Yeah. So that was cool. I, lo- I love little details like that. And shame on Greg for not giving Tommy the finger to go work at Malcolm in the Middle because Malcolm in the Middle was in the early two thousands. That that was the that was Modern Family today. Like, if you want to be oh, on TV sure. and want to be noticed, Malcolm Mill is how you got there. And it's such a, like, it's so rewatchable. I've watched it a few, like, a couple times because I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was. And it's so, yeah. Hal, I didn't appreciate him as much when I was a kid watching it, but now he is my favorite character on that show. It's good stuff. Yeah, but I mean, he. How does Greg not know that the movie he's doing is complete shit? I think he knew it was, but. He just had that loyalty. Like that, that loyalty will kill you. That's in that game, another. Yeah, 
Like they knew it was bad, but then they all, I guess they all sat in the theater and they were just excited to see themselves on the theater. And then they started like shrinking in their seat because it's bad. Like, yeah, you had to, you, you were acting with the guy. You had to know it was bad. Well, yeah, but you, you yep. kind of hope like a hey, movie magic, like maybe they were able to make something watchable. And then they, well, they, they also, all, they were all bad. They, they admitted they like, they were all bad actors. Well, yes, they all were. None and of they, them they have had gone never, on. They had trouble getting work. Yes. None, and so they probably never been in a movie. So they had probably had no idea how movies came together. They probably only did commercials. So that's probably what the disconnect was. But I mean, some somewhere along, they, they were probably lie, lying to themselves because, like, like the old lady said, "Oh, I have breast cancer. Does this ever come back? Yeah. Does this mean anything? No, it doesn't. So you you understand that this is a complete bullshit story, and you're not a good actress. You're not you're not featured on a on a film." created by a crazy person and it's going to work out great for you like the, the room is is become popular from being how bad it is but none of these actors or actresses did anything afterwards right no that, that i have a couple of points to what you were saying one is that yeah okay. none of them except for greg and tommy ever went on to do anything else and two a lot of them only like there's three people i think who saw the complete script before making the movie and it was tommy greg and one other guy and none of them got like the script ahead. Like none of the actors, they would just get that day's scenes. In yeah, the morning, the and that's what they like. They had a day to like learn it, and so like they didn't. Know, they like it's hard to put it together when you can't read through the whole yeah. thing and realize there's no story. True, that's yeah. true. There's speech. I loved. I loved the little. Not nah, totally yeah. off subject. You can go. I, I love the little dick bag. Oh, that's real, Frank Reynolds. That, yeah, that's an actual thing. Well, yeah. No, I know it is, but I loved. I loved how they they put that on full display because yeah. it's how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was walking around like, "Yeah, I'm clothed. I can do. I, I can direct." He's just naked with a dick bag on, <laughs> which apparently was also true. I believe it. Of everything in this movie, I believe that the most. <laughs> and the robot crab. Picture Danny DeVito walking yeah. around always sunny set with just the dick bag on. No, that surprised me even more because I would have just assumed he went free balling. No, he talks about an interview wearing it. You have to wear it by like union law. Yeah, but D- Danny DeVito, he's gone crazy. Yeah, he has you become Frank Reynolds in real life. Yeah. Did you did you know that Chris Pratt almost got sued and fired from Parks and Rec for doing that free ball? Yeah, yeah. Which after like all the yeah. allegations he, of sexual he, harassment, that should pop up, but it didn't. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a scene where in Parks and Rec, Lindsay Nope opens the door and Chris Pratt's naked. Oh, yes, and I, I remember he's, that now. Has the bag on, but for one take, he took it off and was actually naked, and they got her actual reaction. And then the director said, "Like that was you one better that never do that again." Yeah, he had to sign a bunch of papers and shit. Like it was. Did you heard the story? They, they so they sent an email around to the whole whole staff of Parks and Rec about sexual harassment and they're going to do a sexual harassment orientation. There will be bagels and coffee. Let me, everyone meet at 8 a.m. in the morning. And uh, that guy that died of heroin overdose, who was a producer, Harry... Her- Her- yeah, Harrison. Harrison <clears throat> emailed back <laughs> like uh, something like, uh, can we fuck the bagels? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved Harris. Like he was a great stand up and he was great on that, like all the shows he wrote on and yeah. his guest appearances. Yeah. That's that great. that just made me sad. I miss him. All right. 
<laughs> well, let's move on. Do you guys have anything else before we go to reviews? There we go. All right, let's go to our reviews. Those of you all listening at home know th- we rate things on a three-pronged scale. Our critical, which is looking through the lens of a reviewer. Our popcorn, which is how entertaining was it? Would we watch it again? Did we enjoy it? And our pairings, what are we going to drink with it next time we watch it? Sheehan, give me your critical. Critical score. Um, I always range. I always rate higher for a true story because obviously it had to be really good enough to get there in the first place. And I, I know I've been going mid eighties usually, but I, I got to go a little higher. I'm going to go eighty nine overall. Nice, nice. I think that's. I think that's just we've we've talked about it for forty five minutes now. Yeah, I think we're we're into there. It was really really good movie. Had some had some drawbacks, you know. Had some things about it that I didn't like, but very little. And yeah, I think it's, it deserves a ton of praise. And acting more so than not, the story was great, and the acting of James Franco alone, Franco alone, brings it up to that top tier. Without him doing this movie, I don't know if it, if it gets nearly as much credit. Yeah. So good for him. You guys. Jimmy? I have uh, eighty-eight written down, so I'm <clears throat> I'm with you. Ooh. It's really nice. good. Okay, look at that. We everything agree. they and wanted I to have... do, they did. Oh, sorry. So they, everything they wanted to do, they did. And the story they wanted to tell, they told it pretty well. So. Yeah. I had written down 90 beforehand, so I'm just going to I'm gonna stick with that. Look at that. Ballpark. What up? All right, what's that, what's nice that come job. to? 89 is our average? 89. Yeah, sweet. Nailed it. And then... Popcorn. What are you guys giving it? Five. Five. Enjoyable watch, and I'm gonna rewatch it a couple times. Dave, you yeah. Sorry, I thought we were all just yelling five. I got excited. (laughs) I'm gonna rate it five as well. I really, I really enjoyed this, and it's. I mean, it made me want to rewatch the room again. So anything that can do that. I was, I was giving it a four. To be honest, scumbag. Just because, just because. I mean. We, 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 always, I mean, overall, we, we averaged them together. It was going to be five because 4.77 rounds to five. So we're, we got You give it a four it, because okay? they, you, they made you feel a little too bad for them. You felt a little too sad. Yeah. Because it, for me, it's not about like how good of a movie it is. It's how much I enjoyed it and how much I've, I, and it just took me out a little bit. It, it got me thinking like this poor real bastard, you know, it, it took me out a little bit, you know? So I can't say I sat there like yes the whole time, loving it, loving it. It was it made me feel great. But yeah, so I I I see what you're saying. But like those questions that yeah. I threw out there, like wait, was he actually successful? I love when my brain gets twisted around with those types of things, and I also enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's all it's all the same at the end because it averages up to five. We're gonna call it a yeah. five. All I just right. want to say, I um, I I rate lower when I when I get sad. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Well, that's sorry. okay. We forgive you. Okay, right. cool. So pairings, what are you gonna drink with this, Sheehan, Now that you're sad. Well, like anytime I'm sad, I like to swish around a nice little bottle of Cabernet, pre- preferably 14 year aged, much like the room. Wow. <laughs> you guys? That was that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that was stupid? <laughs> I felt that was pretty good. I'm going Red Bull vodka. Tommy Tommy was drinking his Red Bulls all all film. Vodka is very 
Hollywoodish. I feel like. Just give me a Red Bull vodka, get the night going. All right. I go. like it. Also had that, but I'll switch it up. I'm gonna go with a Moscow Mule, just because he's from somewhere in Eastern Europe. You can tell just from listening to him. So that that's an Eastern European drink. <laughs> that's my reasoning nice. there. There you go. Like it. All Not right. Bad. That wraps. I don't up think our... mine was stupid at all. Screw you. <laughs> that wraps up our review of the Disaster Artist. Let's do our weekly recommendations. What have you guys been watching, watching, listening to, <laughs> whatever? Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. What you what have you been watching? I slowly watching The Crown and Godless on Netflix. But how is Godless? Good. I'm two episodes in. It's pretty good so far. We'll see. Jeff Daniels plays a really good bad guy. Okay. But my recommendation is uh, a movie from the 80s, Hoosiers. Watched it the last two nights to fall asleep to. Gene Hackman's awesome. And like we were saying, these people went to the theater in the, the Disaster Artist hoping for movie magic, like hoping like, okay, that piece of shit we were just part of, I hope somehow it looks good on screen. Gene Hackman tried to get the director of Hoosiers fired every step of the way because he was like, this movie is horrible. Him and Dennis Hopper joked on set that they just ended their careers. They thought it was like a big piece of shit. They wanted Gene Hackman to come into ADR to re-record his lines. And he said, I'll only do it if you let me see a screening first because this movie's garbage and I don't want to spend all my time doing ADR for it. Sat down, watched a screening with a director, turned around and said, how the hell did you do that? And and loved it. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, it's not really? bizarre. Hoosiers is a damn good movie. That's good. Yeah, it's a good. I haven't watched it in years. I'll, I'll give that. I might download that. I have never my, seen uh, it. Flight. Never seen Hoosiers, Shane. I've ne- I've never seen it. It's always been on my on my list to it's watch. A nice slow sure. basketball, uplifting 1950s movie. I mean, it's it's all it's always at the top of the list for best sports movie of, of all time. Yeah, always without I a doubt. The, so yeah, I'll give that I a shot. I love the sometime. cinematography. It's like 1950s small town Americana. Yeah. All right. All right. Shin. Dave, what are you recommending? Oh, all right. I want you, Dave. I am gonna go with a classic film, beloved by millions. Fuck. All right, I'm gonna go with two because I just thought of another one as I was saying that. But my first one. The Room. Uh, this, this movie got me excited to watch The Room again. I'm watching it in a couple of weeks with some friends who have never seen it. We're going to a midnight screening here in New York. Pretty pumped to see it again. So everyone go watch The Room. Especially if you've seen Disaster Artist and haven't seen The Room. Go see it. It's even more wild than you could ever imagine. And my other recommendation is the Christmas classic everyone loves, Die Hard. This is the first year I'll ever not be watching it on Christmas. I'm super depressed about that. So watch it for me this Christmas. Sit down with your family, your loved ones, and watch John McClane kill terrorists. All right. Goddamn diehard. All right. Well, that's good. Shin, <laughs> what's your recommendation? Oh, well, I, I got to be honest. I haven't seen much this week. Nice. Actually, I haven't, se- I haven't seen anything. I've been, I, I, what I've been watching is spackling, and I've been watching paneling me ripped off my walls. I've been watching myself rip nails out. So, All right. In lieu of a recommendation, can you give us Sorry. an update on your crazy neighbor? Nothing to report on the crazy neighbor. 
He uh, is MIA. He may be sick. He may be gone. I don't know. Hopefully on vacation. You should go. Oh, the lights are back up. The lights are back up. On which side? The front. What? He must. He must just have. He must have him on a switch, and he just he forgets to turn him on. Like yeah, just for one day it's a week, not on a maybe. It's just like a nightly. If he remembers to plug him in or not. It's got to be a switch or something like that. Oh, but I'm more concerned now. My 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 concern has shifted across this cul-de-sac to. Uh, I call him shithead. My, the wife calls him Uncle Eddie. Um, it's a terrible house, and he's got a tree growing into his roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he 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 um cares about nothing in this world aside from his gigantic Ford excursion. Oh, I will. And you know what his Ford excursion are? That's like borderline tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're great. The man, the, the man might be five feet tall. Well, I gotta get so a big he, car then. Watching him get into that car, yeah, he watching him get into that car was is a comedy at its best. It's it's almost like a running start. So <laughs> it's like he's mounting I feel a like horse. You were just not cut for suburban. It's, yeah, life. mounting a horse. I, oh, I'm perfect for suburban life. I'm judging everyone I see. Yeah. Slowly yeah. judging. I feel like you making think sure you're perfect and you're just like hating everyone, but the rest of your neighbors are all talking like, oh, that fucking asshole she in. <laughs> He's so rude to yeah, us. Yeah, doesn't, he doesn't rake his lawn. Yeah. He barely shovels his driveway. Yeah. He's always staring out his window. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he has That's binoculars. Me. We've caught him like staring at us. Yeah. But on my list of things to watch is The Crown. That's high because I, I love the first season, so I'm excited to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I'm on the fourth it. episode. Yeah, I, I heard it's high, it's high drama with uh, Scandal. Oh, I got another recommendation. Sorry. Hit I me, just Dave. started Black Mirror for the first time. Oh, yeah. Black Mirror is awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. And yeah. I, I, like, I grew up loving uh, Twilight Zone, and it's pretty much just modern Twilight Zone. It's a little more fucked up. Well, yeah, it's, it's like... Modern sensibilities for Twilight. Well, Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone tried to be fucked up, but it it couldn't with all the. You well, it know, was for its time. Just looking back the, on it, it's not exactly for its time. It was it was fucked yeah. up. So that's true. Yeah, gonna ramp up the dial a little bit. So all there right. we go. Well, that wraps up this episode. All right, guys, good talk. See everyone in. I don't think we're gonna record again until 20, next week. Well, yes, next week, but that'll be 2018, won't it? It is 2018 right now. Perhaps. No, this comes out. The week of Christmas. Yeah, this is all for naught. Sorry. <laughs> See everyone in 2018 is what I was trying to say. Hope you had a we're great not, Christmas. We're not good at this whole recording no, early thing, time guys. Travel we gotta get is better. Confusing. Right. I don't know when we're talking. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone.